Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. For many years, the Salvation Army has helped people in need at Christmas time. Through its family services operation, using money raised from its kettle campaign, It will provide food and toys to ensure nobody is missed during this festive season. This year, more than 800 families have registered to receive this assistance. That is up from 750 last year. In this interview, you will hear from Jim Alford and Major Dan Broom. They spearhead the efforts of both the Kettle Campaign and the Toy and Food Program. Broom hopes to raise $125,000 this year to help pay for all the programs, including Christmas. From Alford, you will hear details about the Christmas efforts and just what it takes to make all of this work. This includes the collaborative efforts of many businesses and individuals, plus other community groups, who all pull together to ensure there is a Merry Christmas for all. I am absolutely pleased to have with me today Jim Alford, the Community and Family Services Manager for the Salvation Army Coburg, and Major Dan Broom, head of the Salvation Army in Coburg and Port Hope. Welcome to Consider This Northumberland, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Dan, I'd like to start with you. Why is the Kettle Campaign so important to the community? The Kettle Campaign is, is basically our major fundraiser. The money earned from the Kettle Campaign stays here in Northumberland County. And basically it, it funds our our family, our community family services ministry in both Coburg and Port Hope. Without these funds we raise, we would not be able to do what we do. So how much do you raise? This year, our goal is roughly 120,000 based on, based on previous year's amounts. Okay. And how, how does that compare? Is it up or is it less? It all depends. It was a little less last year because we had, unfortunately, we had the snowstorm the last two days of the year, um, kind of cut into our um, our fundraising efforts. We, we weren't able to have the kettles on on the 23rd and 24th as we would normally have. So that kind of, so it, I mean, it, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it's, um, we're really at the mercy of, of the generosity of um, those, those who give. For those who may not understand the logistics of all of this how many people are involved how many volunteers how many kettles oh do God. you have where do they are where are they we ha- we have about roughly 10 kettles spread out over Coburg, port hope and brighton and they're not out every day um like we, um, um, brighton we only do on the weekends um Coburg, um port hope we have two and the rest are in um Coburg. And how many volunteers would you have that would man the kettles? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it, it, again, it's hard to say. We, we, we require, we, we do it on a six day a week basis. 
Um, four, four shifts a day at each kettle. Um, some, sometimes we have two, sometimes we have community groups who help us out. We have individual volunteers who help us out. Anywhere from 50 to 100 volunteers throughout the campaign. I know with so many organizations uh, trying to raise money at, the, at this time of year, is it getting harder to raise money? Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it is a season of giving. And so many other organizations all want to, you know, and every organization is, is valuable. They all have a, they all have a um, a role to play within our in within our within our county. And so um, and so I I understand it. I understand, it, but it does make it difficult. Now, where does the money go? Uh, where does it? Now you talk about it goes to the the uh, family services and and yep. and some of those things. But could you give us a little more detail, round out the picture for us as to where all the, all the kinds of different things that it goes towards? Well, Jim can answer more, but it mostly goes to fund the programs we offer at, at both our Port Hope and our Coburg offices. So it goes to um, food, it goes to pay rent, it goes to pay um, utility costs, it pays um, healthcare costs for people. Health, healthcare costs. Um, yeah, it, it, it also the day-to-day -day operations. Like, uh, okay, Jim, maybe it's a good time to bring you into the conversation, though. So, okay. could you expand upon what uh, Dan has said in terms of where does the money go and the various programs that it helps fund? You know, that we both Port Hope and Coburg, we operate a, um, our offices operate a food bank, um, so that a lot of the funds go towards keeping keeping uh, well stocked with nutritious and healthy food. Um, we partner together with um, Food for All, and we, we purchase some of our food from there. So that helps with some of the costs. Um, we also run a, a health bank, which helps people who are, we say we have healthcare, but we don't have Medicare for all, all these drug plans they keep talking about and pharmacare. So right now, until that happens, people are, who are stuck and can't pay a prescription, we'll, we'll, we can assist there. We also have a rent bank, which helps people who are either first time, first getting of an apartment and can't afford both first and last months, we can help a little bit. Um, if somebody's fallen arrears for a specific reason, a health issue or a job loss, we can assist with that. So those programs as well that go into it. We also have an outreach meal that we do every Tuesday night. We spend, we send hot, uh, about three, well, about 250 meals every Tuesday night. The other part of this show is uh, an interview that I did with the food bank. Can you just explain a little bit more in depth about how your food bank works? You know, the, both food banks are open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from nine until one. And um, we offer, anybody can come in. We do, it's not a huge process. If you feel the need that you're, you're hungry, you need to come in and get some food. Um, there is a minimal intake just so we can keep track of how many people are coming in. And then people will come in and get a chance to choose from some of the items we have on the shelf. Um, it'll vary from some weeks. It just depends on what we have donated. And then we purchase whatever we don't have donations in to make sure that there are some, there's enough milk and eggs and bread and some kind of a, a protein that people can take home with them. I'd like to now talk about the toy food drive that's going on for Christmas. Can Jim, can you explain this aspect of the Christmas drive? Wow. Well, it's, 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 it's an exciting time of year when you see all these toys coming in. Um, I've never seen so many toys all in one place all at one time when they start coming in on, in December. Um, so many in this community have been very generous who will who run food drives. We have insurance companies, uh, we have schools, we have in small businesses, restaurants, 
who will all be involved in, even apartment complexes, will be involved in collecting toys. Um, and we, we partner with the Giving Tree. So in the mall, when all the stuff, when people pick a name and trying to find some of the gifts can come from the Giving Tree organization with all the toys that we've received. And then we also receive um, food drives. Some places will do both a food and toy drive. And the food all helps us stock our pantry for the for the for December and January um, to make sure that we've got we're fully stocked, lots of food. It's a good time of year. It's a really amazing. Like I said, this community is very very generous, and it's really been good to see um, the generosity this year already. Can you maybe delve a little deeper into the various organizations? I, I mean, there's just so many people right now that have their hand out. Who is doing what so that when people are out putting their money or buying things, yeah. we know where it's going and how it works? Well, that's the one thing we have in, in, in Northumberland County. We have a, a, a hub of people who are of community organizations so that we all partner together. So it's not, okay, it's a competition between who's, who's doing what food, who's toy drive, and who's doing getting what Christmas gifts. It's all centralized. Most people will work through the Salvation Army. We have other, other partners like um, the Kinark groups and the help center, they'll register people, their clients, but they're actually registering with the Salvation Army. And together with the Giving Tree, we're providing the toys. So it's all one big, so Fair Share, the other food bank, they've actually registering for the Salvation Army. So if you're getting, uh, if you register there, you're also participating in the Salvation Army food hamper and toys. In terms of when we talk about the food bank and the hampers, can you just, the difference between the food bank and then what is it that you give out that's special at Christmas, that this hamper that you talked about? Well, we used to have, what was it, it's called a hamper program. We haven't changed the name. It used to be a physical hamper of food. Um, as you can imagine, as we're closing in on over 800 people, this families this year, you can, it's hard to get 800 turkeys in a gym. <laughs> so we've, 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 we've changed over now and we started to uh, give out gift cards for grocery stores so people can go and choose their own. And the amount of the gift card will determine, be determined by the size of the family, how many children there are, how many adults there are in the family. How do people register for this and, and what are the timelines? Okay. Well, actually, the registration actually closed on Friday, December 1st. It started the 1st of November. We, ran, we, we were uh, taking registration since since actually I think it was October 31st, the Monday. Um, so we give a, a little bit of warning for that. Um, also, it goes out in the statements, the Ontario Works and ODSP statements, the registration deadlines, the phone numbers to call and that. So we have, we start by trying to take appointments to make it easier so we can make sure everybody gets in. Um, as you get towards the end and it gets more hectic, people just come and it's just, just wait and we will get you processed one at a time. I have some volunteers to help with the registration process as well. Um, and then we have to just, then it's the, once the process, the files are processed, it's getting all the toys applications sent out separate from the food ones. So, yeah. It sounds like a lot of logistics. What about people who may have missed the deadline? Is there any chance at all that they can slide under the wire or can they well, ask for help? It's, it's always, it's always, it never hurts to ask and see what we can, what we can do. I mean, I, I took some registrations today, for example, and I'll probably do some more on Friday, but we do have, eventually it gets to the point where you can't do any more because we have to, it gets to the end, but then we'll try to find whatever we can that we have around. If there's extra stuff that we have, that toys that haven't been chosen yet or picked or sorted through yet, just grab something on our own. So it never hurts to call and find out. But we really, it comes to a point where you really do have to have a fixed deadline at one point. 
you mentioned earlier that there's 800 people that have, have registered. Can you put that in context for us? Tell it, me more, more about that. It's more than last year. Because last year, we were, I think we were just 750 last year, roughly. Wow. So it's, we're seeing quite the increase. And, and this is for across the county, across North Carolina? Across North the County. county, yeah. Incredible. And Dan, can, can you maybe help us better understand? I mean, you see this from the, the top level. Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe the types of people that are coming in that are asking for assistance? Are, are we seeing any changes in the demographics of these people who are in need? I think we're, you're seeing more of the working poor, like a lack of a better term. They, 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 they're working. Some, some are full-time jobs, some are part-time jobs. With the high cost of rent and other 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 day-to-day -day expenses, they're no longer able to put food on the table. And so that's why, I mean, it's not, you know, yeah, Jim can probably echo that. He, see, he sees these clients, I, I really don't. As more people, they're, they're trying, there's just, there's just not enough, especially when it comes to Christmas time, it's very difficult, it's, that's an added expense. And nobody, nobody wants to see, especially to have children, go without. Well, the only other thing I would add to that, aside from families, I'm noticing this year a little more, more seniors who are just fighting on a fixed income it doesn't, it's not, it's not, everything's going up and their, their income isn't. Um, so that's, I've noticed a big increase in the number of seniors I've been seeing this year. Now, what about the homeless population? Uh, do, are you able to provide uh, anything for them? Yeah, they're, they're coming, they're registering like everybody else who can receive, they can receive some um, gift cards for some food. Um, we have a lot of the people coming into our food bank are, are homeless. We offer, that's why we have um, sandwiches. We do lunches on Monday and Friday at our location. And the one thing, in, again, about this community, there's a lunch every day of the week between our, our facility or other churches in the area. So we've made sure that Monday to Friday, somebody can get a lunch. Um, so there is opportunity for that throughout the year. And Christmas time, it's, we try to do something special. Last night, we did a, our outreach meal was a Christmas meal. It was a turkey dinner with mashed potatoes and stuffing and all that good stuff. So we try to try to include them in all that we're doing. I'm really curious about the logistics of, of this operation. Um, you've been <laughs> describing uh, the kettles and uh, how you collect everything. What about the distribution of it all? Well, the Christmas dis distribution is a really, it's a big event. It's a, it takes place on one day. Everybody comes over here to the Salvation Army Church. Um, it's a well-oiled machine now. Um, they have... Every, every registration is an application number. So if you've got children with toys, your toys are all set, sorted out in bags with your number on it. Um, the gift cards are handed out at the table when you, when you come in to register. So it's just been one of those things, the flow. We've got to work through COVID. Of course, things were different. So we had to make some changes and we've streamlined some of those processes. But it really is a process. And it's, and it's fun to see all the people coming in and the excitement they have receiving, receiving so much for Christmas be able to make a Christmas for their families. It's just really exciting to see their faces and the gratitude. I have to admit the very first year I was here doing that, this was the first time I was involved in something like this. When I saw the lines, I expected people to be grumpy and complaining, oh, it's taking too long. Not, never happened. People turned around, oh, don't worry. I, I was going up saying, I'm sorry for the wait. Oh, don't worry, this is a great day. So it's, it's amazing to see how the people have, have, have accepted and understand that there is going to be a process 
And sometimes that takes a little while, but you know what? And it's, it's worth the wait. So it's kind of nice to see that people understand that. Now, again, there must be so many volunteers that help you out on your side of things. Can you give us some idea of the number of people that give of their time to make all of this happen? Well, for Christmas, for Christmas as a separate, we have probably another 15, 15 people on top of the, well, I have about 20 people between part uh, volunteers on a regular basis. And I have, I mean, at Christmas time, we add a few more specifically for that, probably another five or 10 on top of that, so about 25 altogether. You'll have to forgive me. I have another question that's sort of down in the weeds, but I, I have to ask it. What if people have special dietary needs or, you know, they have something special that they need to do? Can you accommodate that? Well, at Christmas with a Christmas hamper, that's one of the reasons that it's really nice to go to a gift card. They can go and choose what they want at the store. Um, at the food bank, we do have specialty items that we keep on a side, like gluten-free, for people with gluten-free diets or diabetics. Um, so sometimes if, it, if, they, if they're on a special, a really special diet, if they come to me first, we can work out a deal. And sometimes we can get a, we can make sure the stuff is available for them. If I know that they're going to be coming in when they're coming in, we can make sure there's extra stuff. We can purchase extra stuff for, to meet their, their dietary restrictions. And when the gift card comes in, we recognize that not everybody has the ability to cook a turkey. Yeah. Um, or like even the facilities to cook a turkey, turkey, right? And so I, I've always called it Christmas your way. Yeah. Right? Because you, you decide if you want to buy a ham, you want to buy... If you want to just buy, you know, you, you decide what you want to do with that gift card. The rest of the year, the Salvation Army provides numerous other programs. And you've, uh, in our conversation, alluded to a number of them. Um, we've talked about the food uh, cupboard. Uh, you've also mentioned the lunch program um, and the emergency assistance and the medical assistance. But I also uh, know that you also do Jumpstart Sports. There's an addictions program. Can who would like to tell me more about the, the, the large range of services that uh, the Salvation Army provides to the community? Well, the Jumpstart program, we used to work with uh, Canadian Tire on that. Um, they've since gone to a, a um, an online registration. So we're less involved with that now because people go more online instead of having to come into us. I have helped a couple of families with um, not who who didn't have a computer at home, so I could do it in my office and do it for them. But for now, that's what basically all we're, that's our end of the, of the Jumpstart program. Um, the other things I guess we have, um, there are other issues I think that come up and it's, it's always a face-to-face -face conversation and finding out, okay, how can we come alongside and help you through, whether it's been a fire in your home um, and now you've got no place to stay. Red Cross will help with a hotel for a couple of days and we'll sometimes be able to piggyback on that and add a few more for a few more days until the insurance and everything else gets worked out and they get a place to move to. So there are little things like that that come on that come up on a regular basis. Um I think. Yeah, as far as far as like a rehab, uh, if someone is uh, presenting um a need, a desire to go to rehab, or you know, we can we can help them make referrals if they need counseling, if they're dealing with some mental health challenges, we we work alongside agencies who who can help them out. We ourselves are not professionally trained counselors, so we can we have we have the the resources to hook, hook them up with someone who, who who can. We offer a celebrate recovery program every Tuesday here at the church at Fitchin Valentine, uh, which is a Christian based um, issue to deal with dealing with your hurts, hangups, and habits. And so we we offer that. 
we we send children to camp every summer. You also so, do the coats for kids still. Coats for Order kids. Coats, coats for, kids. for kids. Yeah. Every every fall. It, it and plus we, we offer clothing on a daily every time the uh, yeah, the food bank has a has a clothing section as well where people can come in and pick clothing as well. All free of charge. Yeah. It kind of blows my mind just how what a wide range of services that that you guys offer. How difficult is it to get volunteers and to get people to give of their time to ensure that all of these programs are taking place? It hasn't been that difficult. I I guess it's getting probably getting more difficult now. Um, but I think it's I've never had whenever I've needed volunteers, I've always been able to. They've just shown up. Um, there are there are groups who have called and want to do volunteer some kind of a volunteer project, and sometimes that's harder to do because it's our hours when we're open. Like if you're a small if you're a school group, for example, you have to take time off school to come and help. Um, unless you want to do, unless it's a Christmas thing or or a sorting thing that's done on off hours, so it's 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 been to get it regular volunteers. So it hasn't been that that much. I've got a lot of people who are always interested in helping out, and it's funny how some people will they've 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 been they received our services years ago, and now they're in a position that they can volunteer, they can help, and they want to come and give back. I've seen a lot of that happening too. So I'm struggling to find enough volunteers to man the kettles. If I'm being honest, it's a lot of people this year, some of these people more, more do aging out, aging or because of some health challenges. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's coming along, but I could really use some, I, I really need uh, a few more people to come alongside and help out with the kettles. So, that, if people are listening difficult. and they're interested, Dan, uh, how can they, uh, how they, can they, they help? Can, they can call me on my cell phone at 905 207. 1761 or here at the church at 905 372 3832 or my email danny.broom at, at salvationarmy.ca. With the pressures you mentioned earlier about funding and getting volunteers, Dan, do you worry about the future of being able to sustain these programs that uh, Jim runs and, and the, the church runs? Not really, because I mean, we've been doing this for many, many years, and I always believe that that we will. That God has an amazing way of providing what what we need when we need it, and so it may be a little seem a little stressful at the moment. Mm -hmm. I do really do believe that ultimately we will have the people we need moving forward. I think it's just a matter of cultivating new volunteers. Right. And, and so we've actually had a few more people come alongside who first timers. Mm -hmm. And that's good because to replace someone who have after many, many years has said no enough is enough. You know, I can't I can't really do anymore. Or life life is they're doing also some challenges themselves in their own their own personal lives. And so they just don't have the time to give this year. And so how is all this work done in the community and expression of your faith? It's what I'm. It's really. It's what I'm called to do. Right. Um, I've been a Salvation Army officer now, going on thirty-three years. This is my thirty-third Christmas. <laughs> um, it's the first time in a while I've been the cattle coordinator. Um, I, I did a cattle coordination when I was stationed in Moose Jaw and other places, 
this is first time in Coburg. And so I'm still learning it and trying to figure it all out. So, but no, it, it, it's one of, I really, it's what I call to do, right? I've never, I've never desired to do anything else in my life. Um, you know, I'm first and foremost, um, a minister, um, Salvation Army officer, and um, Christmas is all part and parcel of what Salvation Army does, right? And so um, it's just, you know, I keep saying when people are saying you're looking tired or you're, they're going to burn out. I keep saying it's only a month. <laughs> it's, it's only a month. And God will give me the grace and the strength I need to keep moving forward. Jim, how is it an expression of your faith? Well, I'm, a, I'm an ordained pastor too. So I, for me, it's always been coming the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, actually getting out there and meeting the people as Jesus did. And serving where they needed, helping where they needed first. Um, and having building the relationships to be able to have a conversation. And it helps me in my faith just realize that God loves everyone. Everyone, even if this, those who are struggling, he loves them too. Um, so we have to be remind, reminded of that once in a while. You know what? It shows me how much God cares about what's going on here. Sometimes it doesn't look like it. You see all the, the stuff and you read the newspapers, but you know what? God is still in charge and he's still there. Jim Alford, Major Dan Broom, thank you so much for talking to me today. Well, thank you. My pleasure. That was Jim Alford, Community and Family Services Manager for the Salvation Army Coburg, and Major Dan Broom, Head of the Salvation Army in Coburg and Port Hope. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.